0: episode of Adventures in Being Gifted. And we'll pretend that we're in a world where every kid uses, uses apps to learn. And in that world, because the teachers don't, aren't stuck teaching academic content, instead they spend their time figuring out how to motivate each one of us to really push our boundaries and achieve, you know, more than we ever thought possible. That and a whole lot more coming up.
1: Today we are talking about the hot topic of alternative schools. You might have heard of charter schools, private schools, homeschooling, but have you ever heard about a school that uses online apps as its primary teachers? Well, today our guest is a high school senior in Austin, Texas, and she attends the school named Alpha. Alpha. And Alpha is an innovative school where all of the learning is online. So without anything else that I'm going to give away, we'd like to introduce our special guest.
2: Kate Lamont, who writes under the pseudonym of Austin Scholar, joins us today to discuss how, in her opinion, the education system is broken her parents' radical idea for her schooling, and how she gives parents herself a cheat code through her highly popular online
1: newsletter. We hope you enjoy our fun and thought-provoking conversation with Kate. We want to start just because you are a senior in high school, right? Yes. And you are, what, 17 or 18?
0: Yes, I'm 17 years old.
1: Okay. So we are curious because we both have kids. My my children are 19, 17, and 14. I had to think about that. <laughs> Mine are 12 and 9. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all into, like, the pop culture. And so we were curious what your favorite kind of pop culture rundown would be. So, like, tell us who, like, your favorite musician is or like TikToker or yeah, of who, course. who do you look, you know, follow on Instagram for more for pleasure and fun and being a teen and you know, what places do you like to shop and all of just those fun teen kind of like favorites.
0: Of course. So, um, first off, I guess the easiest one is I'm totally a Swifty. I <laughs> love Taylor Swift. Um, I, I, uh, during school, we actually were not allowed to listen to music with words. And so instead I listened to Taylor Swift piano covers. Wow. And um yeah, no, I love Taylor Swift. Um <laughs> So what do you think about uh, Travis Kelsey and her? we gotta know. <laughs> I think it's so funny. I think it's hilarious. It's ve- it's a very smart move on um I feel like it's a smart move on Taylor's part because it's someone who has who is more high profile and more in the public eye than a lot of the other people she's dated. And she, she can create the scene of her showing up at a football game. Yeah. And it's just so iconic. I feel like it's a, it's a smart move. I think it's funny. Um, I don't know. I, I love it. I just love all the TikTok (laughs) trends of, of girls telling, um, their boyfriends or their brothers or dads, that taylor swift put travis kelsey on the map
2: like yes i do too so funny
0: so funny yeah that is so true oh. yeah so definitely a swifty for music um and then also with my mom i watch so much like reality tv um
1: really, really? <laughs> what's one loved, of your favorites or current yeah
0: So right now, uh, the newest season of Survivor is coming out. And so every Wednesday, we're going to sit down and watch that. Um, (laughs) We love watching the Kardashians together. Um, My mom and I, we just, I I think the the biggest thing is we just love to come together after a long day to just like sit and watch something so mind numbing and ridiculous and hilarious (laughs) that... It's just such a relaxing time. But then with my dad, I watch baseball. Um, We're very interested in the playoffs right now with the Rangers. And, um, you know, uh, I watch like sci-fi TV shows. We watched the one we watched most recently was Foundation on Apple TV. It was really really good. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, Good. So anyways, yeah, I love just watching. With for TV and with like, oh, all of my media, I spend so much time, so much of my day with my brain on hundred percent and like yeah. really focusing and working that I need just chill, ridiculous, um, you know, my numbing entertainment. Right. Um, for the for, for the night. And, and I, um, for me, uh, it's been a great point to connect with my parents as
2: well. I was going to say, I love how you like set on Wednesdays, we do this. So you like <laughs> yeah. put it in your schedule. So it happens versus yep. just, you know, hoping that it happens.
1: And were you always that way? Were you always that way in terms of knowing you needed that downtime and chill time? Or was that something that has happened more as you've gotten older?
0: Yeah. So, um, I'm a really like on and off person. I would rather do, you know, four hours of super intense work and then four hours of play than eight hours of like mid intense work. Um, I'm definitely like on and off is kind of how I function best. Um, and it's been that way for quite some time. Um, but also on the point about, uh, Uh, media and connecting you know with your kid through media yeah um one of my alpha friends um she is like that's her whole her whole masterpiece mine is like writing about education and you know that type of stuff hers is um showing how parents can use teen entertainment and the stuff they're already watching to teach them values and have really Mm. um um, uh, Insightful and meaningful discussions with them. So on Twitter, she's uh, at Peyton, P E Y T O N, Mac, M A C eight. And so if you want to give her a follow, she is oh, cool. really great with the whole entertainment stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah,
2: that's a great way to like hook them in to what you need them
1: to hear from you yes.
2: <laughs> in a yes, fun way. Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Awesome, Where do you like to shop?
0: So I love soft clothes. I prioritize comfort over everything. So I love Airy. Nice. Um, it just has the softest, most amazing clothes ever. Um, but yeah, that's that's my my shopping. And then um, my favorite I love to go to Airy and I love to go to like any bookstore. Um I just think they're so relaxing and such a fun place.
1: Nice. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, we can't wait to hear more about your personal story, but what would you want to share as far as your personal story goes with our audience of teachers, parents, and gifted kids themselves?
0: Of course. So I spent, I was in, I went to a traditional private school, For uh, six years, up until fourth grade, and then in the very end of my fourth grade year, um, my parents um, were finally convinced by our family friends to try out this really weird, random, dramatic school that was literally run (laughs) out of the head of school's garage. Oh wow! Their garage. Wow. So. Our family, but the reason they were, they were convinced to transition schools for us is because we were just not really learning. Um, traditional school just wasn't, it wasn't, the standards weren't very high and we were just kind of coasting, my sister and I. And, and we also just didn't really enjoy it, but our family friends, uh, two daughters, uh, that are my sister and I's age and they would come home from school every day. Whenever we would do our monthly dinners together, they would come and they would be so excited about everything that they learned in school. And they were so passionate about learning and about, you know, their school in general that we were just like, wow, okay, we really got to, uh, you have to, you know, see what this is all about. And Hmm. so I went to school out of someone's garage and it completely (laughs) changed my life. Um, I started to learn on online apps. I didn't have a single teacher. I haven't had a teacher since I was in fourth grade. I have become a completely independent learner, and I know how to use the resources of the internet and the new tools of AI in order to um, really maximize my learning. And it was all of these... Is all of this uh, self-paced learning, motivated learning that I was able to do because of the apps that I really wanted to be able to take my learning and take all of these things that I've learned and you know, these life skills that I've had time to do, and all of that, and this incredible relationship that I built with my parents in order to and to share that with. Um, you know, other parents and with people who, you know, might really need to hear it. And so that's why I started Austin Scholar. And um, yeah, so I spend the two hours in the morning doing my academics and, um, you know, working towards getting fives on my APs and, you know, getting 99th percentile on nationwide tests. That's my morning done in two hours a day for academics. And in the afternoons, I spend my time learning life skills and working on my newsletter and my masterpiece.
1: Nice. Is Alpha, your school, in Austin like a physical building or do you just do these things like wherever you want to learn?
0: So Alpha is in a physical building, but the school day and the building itself kind of function as together as a we space So like in the morning, we all come, we all sit, you know, in in a big room and we all work on our apps together. We're all at different parts in our learning journeys, but we're all ready to support each other if we need it. And to just, you know, build that environment of rigorous, um, you know, uh, focused work of academics in the morning and life skills in the afternoons
2: wow, that i i am I am blown away. So how many kids first, just real quick are in this room or in this program with you?
0: So in the high school, there are about thirty kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely still a startup school. every single um session we have um you know a uh, like eight week sessions for throughout the school year um to kind of that like break up um our school year. I don't know how to explain it, Um, but, uh, in those sessions, uh, after, at the end of every session, we do a session survey where we can all give feedback. And so the school is constantly iterating and constantly improving. Hmm. And so that is, you know, there, yes, it's only 30 kids right now, but it's 30 kids who are deeply involved in everything about alpha and ready to, you know, continue to make changes to improve so we can grow the school.
2: Do you know if there's anything else like this across the country?
0: So, yeah. So as of right now, um, the Alpha program is expanding to um, create multiple different schools and like programs. So there's the two hour learning product, which is where it's basically the academic part of the school. And so it will allow parents to um, give their kids this two hour learning where they can use the apps and the support that the alpha students get for their academics in order to complete them all in two hours a day. And additionally in December, I believe it, um, a new school is opening called Esports Academy, um, and it's going to be for um, middle schoolers, fifth to eighth grade, I believe. And it's for them to use two hour learning in the morning and they can spend their afternoons playing video games and being trained by Ninja and, you know, the other like really big video gamer video game players. I'm not a I'm not a gamer, so I don't know the full details of it. <laughs> But um, so there's the esports, and then I know that Texas Sports Academy is also in the works. And so it's instead of, you know, working on your masterpiece in the afternoons, the kids will work on, like, work on becoming an Olympian and being, you know, the best in their sport because they can do it all afternoon um, every single day of the year. And so it's like, I know there, there are a bunch of different spin offs that are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now that you're that,
2: saying this, I, I know, know there's something in our area that's similar for hockey.
1: Now tell us a little bit about like the goal setting that you all are either guided or you know taught to do because you're talking a lot about the learning paths that you are all on. and you also have some benchmarks and some you know points of data like working on your um, percentiles on standardized tests, um, also your AP test scores. So tell us a little bit about how you kind of have like a framework for what you're doing when you're there, you know, in the two hours that you're actually focusing on the academics to kind of meet these end goal marks of like the 99th percentile or the fives on your AP tests. Yeah, so for
0: the I'll, I'll start with the APs and then I'll move to the 99th percentile But for the APs and you know the, the more high school-based courses, um, the students we all have, we all use certain apps to learn the content. And so whether that is Khan Academy Subject.com, um, you know, College Board Resources, Albert, um, there, we use a multitude of different apps to actually learn the content. And every three weeks, we have kind of a progress check, which will, you know, assess our knowledge of a particular unit in the course. And so we know that in three weeks, we need to have mastered uh, the next unit in the course. Hmm. And so um, this last week, uh, this last week, I had the uh, European History Unit 2 Assess pro- Progress Check. And so for the last three weeks, I have been um, working to finish the, all of the app content in European History Unit 2 so that I know I've mastered it and I'm ready for the exam. And it's kind of like you separate all of the kids are taught how to, you know, take, I have 15 days. 15 school days to learn this content. And there are 30 lessons. So I need to do two lessons every day. Hmm. And that's kind of how we're taught to break down all of the, uh, uh the, the bigger high school courses, AP courses, okay. stuff like that. Um, so, do but you, for okay. the, Oh, sorry. I
1: was just going to say, do you have a favorite app that you use or do you have to use what alpha tells you?
0: So. The thing about the apps is that they are fantastic. They are super, super built out for K through eight. But once you get into high school, a lot of the courses, a lot of the apps just don't support the courses. And so you really have to, it, it's not as much that you have like 50 apps to choose from for to do one course, but Alpha tells you to, to do this one, to do like one specific one. It's mm-hmm. really like we're trying to, find an app or any of the apps that support each course. And so that's kind of for the high school that for the, for all of the high school based courses, that is really the big thing. But, um, my, one of the best apps that I've ever used is outlier.org. It's for, um, you get like college credit by doing the course and it's super, it, a lot of it is really AP lined, but it's really, really interesting, self-paced, um, the videos are amazing. And then, you know, for some of the earlier ones I use for math and science, I love Newton Alta. Mm. Um, it's, I think it's super comprehensive and the, all of the lessons themselves are really adaptable. And so that's kind of, you know, those are two things that I've loved to use recently. Okay. And then um, for the 90th percentile learning, um, Alpha has a uh, it's a dashboard called Dash. <laughs> and um, for there's a there's a data team that that uh, once we take a map test or an IXL diagnostic test, they will compile all of the lessons that we that we that we don't know. They will like analyze some stuff. There's a lot of back end stuff that happens. And they will assign, you know, a certain number of lessons for us to do every day on um, like the IXL recommendation wall or, um, the, the, the Jenga, the Jenga tower app. So there's a few, so for the, like the 99th percentile and, you know, the, the map test and the more like nationwide testing things, um, it is all we learn and we master the content on, um, through a recommendation wall that we're given and we have to do a certain number of topics every day. But, um, again, for the apps, for the, for the like high school courses, we have more of a specific app that we're able to break down into the small pieces that we know we have to get done to be at a certain point by the end of a three week sprint.
1: Okay. So
2: you mentioned this a minute ago, but I want to jump back to how you spend your afternoons. You mentioned Austin Scholar, which is your name that you write under and tell us a little bit about that and how it started and why you started it
0: yeah of course so for in alpha high we have to or we get to sorry we get to do a masterpiece during our afternoons and a masterpiece is an olympic level project that alpha students will spend four years on to really Uh, learn life skills showcase their passion and purpose and make an impact on the world and the goal is that by the end of high school our masterpieces are as impressive as being an olympian in high school would be and so that is really that is what a masterpiece is and I chose to do my masterpiece um firstly on writing because I love writing. I've been, you know, writing stories with my friends, um, about how we're fairies and, you know, um, the most popular girls in school for, you know, ever since fourth grade, when I, when I came to alpha, you know, I've loved writing. I could do it forever. Um, but I, but I needed something that, a topic that I could genuinely provide value on. And because of my alternative educational experience and, you know, this, this unique perspective I have as a high school student, I knew that my, the thing that I could provide value on, the thing that could impact the world the most is if I talked about education and I told parents what kids today are thinking about education and how we're reacting to, you know, uh, the situation in the world around us. And so That is why, that is how I came up with my idea for Austin Scholar and um, kind of the why behind it is because I knew I could provide value and I could help people with my newsletter. Yes. That is really what I wanted to do.
1: So let's dive right into talking about what you think about education right now. Just take it away.
0: (laughs) We want to know what you're thinking. Of course. So right now, the education system is just really, really broken. It's not serving any kids. And I don't know if you've seen on TikTok lately, but there has been a huge, huge number of teachers who have come forward and have, you know, are explaining the all of the the data about and, you know, their experiences with the fact that they can't effectively teach in a classroom because the kids are at such different knowledge levels uh, especially after COVID it's yeah. going to say
1: the COVID factor. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really hard because, you know, there are kids in COVID who, you know, lost, lost two years of learning and there are kids in COVID who kind of, you know, took, took it by the reins and got really far ahead. And so it kind of creates a, it, there's a, there's a huge, huge gap and there have been multiple reports about how it's literally a nine grade level gap in classrooms where there are students with knowledge that like the the, the student who's the farthest ahead has, say, a 12th grade reading level and the student farthest behind has a third grade reading level. Mm. And it's just absolutely impossible to effectively teach a classroom with kids that are, are of that range. And yeah, you can't adapt the content in your classroom to help every single kid. And so that is really, you know, the, the, the big problems with the education system and coupled with the fact that of course, depression rates in teenagers are skyrocketing. And also, you know, kids just hate school. There's, it's just, it's a completely messed up system. And that is why, um, that's really, you know, uh, it's it's hard, but it doesn't have to be like that. With all of this new technology and this AI that can completely adapt to become a personalized tutor for every single student, there's no reason why you know kids should be falling behind and struggling, and you know stuck in a system that just isn't serving them. And so that is really what um, using online apps is all about—to really help every single kid. Uh, reach their full potential and really, you know, shine in an environment that is ready to work for them and help them.
1: So we want to come back to the AI for sure. Um, But we want to know how, how would you suggest kids becoming more motivated? So let's say we do have, you know, some kids that are behind or that are far ahead, which at wherever you are on that, you know, spectrum of that learning continuum, how would you recommend, whether it's to a kid directly or a parent, how How can we get kids to be more motivated?
0: Of course. So I'll step back for a second and we'll pretend that we're in a world where every kid uses, uses apps to learn. And in that world, because the teachers aren't stuck teaching academic content, They are able to get to know every kid and support them on a more motivational and emotional level. And so, you know, the guides at Alpha are so much more emotionally connected to every student because they don't spend any time creating lesson plans or grading papers. Instead, they spend their time figuring out how to motivate each one of us to really push our boundaries and achieve, you know, more than we ever thought possible. And that's what the alpha guides spend their time doing. And that is what it's possible for, you know, all of the teachers to spend their time doing because, you know, in a world where they don't have to sit and grade papers all day. And so I think that that is, that is a, that is a big part where, you know, the, the teachers would be able to step into a different role of really motivating and supporting the kids in that way. Um, but, um, obviously that is not, the world we live in at the moment. <laughs> um, but so for for just motivating kids in general, uh, I think the biggest thing is they see, they don't have a why. They don't have a reason that they are going out every single day and working hard and actually spending time learning anything. They don't see, they don't have a reason. And so yeah, I think the- I agree with that. The biggest thing is that um, uh, parents- have to find a way to connect the motivation uh, that uh, connect learning to something that their kid wants. And for my sister for example, she hated math. She was uh you know, she, but she was like stuck in this third grade math of fractions and she just couldn't understand it didn't want to understand it didn't spend any time actually trying to figure it out because she just didn't see the point. And then um at the time she really wanted to be a fashion designer. And the head of school at the time sat down with my sister and told her that if she wanted to be a fashion designer, if she wanted to make clothes, she needed to learn how to use fractions because, you know, she was going to have to measure, you know, the, the length of the fabric and, you know, do all of the draping and the sewing stitch thighs and stuff like that. She had mm-hmm. to know fractions to be able to do that. And all of a sudden, magically, my sister decided to learn how to do fractions and how to work with them. And it was because she was able to understand why she might want to do it. And, you know, uh, a lot of in in high school, a big thing is, you know, I want to go to college. I want to get an A in this class so that I can go to college. Um, but a lot of younger kids just don't have that. And so they build up this habit of not caring about learning and not understanding why they need to so that when they get to college or when they get to high school and they do have this motivation of college they're just they just think it's so far away and so much more hopeless than it really is because they're just not used to having a reason to want to learn and want to work and so the biggest thing is it's going to be different for every kid but finding ways to uh really connect to to connect learning to something that your kid wants is really, Mm -hmm. you know, the biggest thing. And what they're Um, interested in. Yeah, yeah, what they're interested in. You know, if she wants, if your kid wants to be, you know, a a fashion designer, obviously math is important. um, But, you know, even if they want to be a scientist, they'll have to learn how to write papers or they'll have to learn how to uh, explain things in an understandable way which, you know, comes from writing. And so there's it, it goes both ways in terms of finding the importance. Um, in my newsletter, I do a lot more specific case cases for motivation, but that's kind of my broadest um, recommendation. Awesome. Okay, so let's
2: jump back and dive into AI. <laughs> yes. So tell us about how you're using it and how you feel like if it were to be brought more into the classroom, even at a young age, how it can impact our students?
0: Of course. So, the thing that that is most important to recognize about AI is that it's going to keep growing and people are going to keep using it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just, you know, that's a baseline of what it's going to be. And the more you try and fight against it, then, you know, it's just it's not, it's, it just doesn't, you know, help. And so the biggest thing about AI is teaching kids how to use it to support their own learning and to support their um, uh, their education and everything like that. It's not, you know, to write papers for them. So basically, mm-hmm. personally, I use AI Um. Primarily, I use it in the afternoons to help me brainstorm ideas for my newsletter, for Twitter. Um, I know a lot of my friends are using it to help them write their masterpiece pitches. Um, it's really, the the afternoons are the best time to use AI because we're focusing on learning life skills and doing things that can really be supported through the use of AI. And so, obviously, that's not what every student's, you know, life looks like, but for educational purposes. In high school, there are so many great ways to use AI, to create study guides for your courses, to, um, you know, have it be, have uh, ChatGPT be your study partner. Um, I've used it that way a few times, and it's been really helpful. It can create study guides. You can upload your own uh, syllabus to ChatGPT and have it create study questions for you, um, or you know, th- just things like that yes. that really are um,
1: more meaningful
0: than just think, yeah. writing
1: a paper for you. Like you said, exactly. So, do exactly. you? How do you learn about? Like chat GPT. I mean, are you taking like courses to better understand it? Because I know you have to give it prompts and almost give it a persona. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. Like once you say like, okay, I want you to be my study partner. You know, do you say Mm -hmm. for a, you know, grade 12, you know, do you give all the parameters into yes. your prompt and the persona yes. so that it responds in that way? And even using a certain demeanor back to you when it, when it, you know, responds kind of thing.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, so I have written a lot of, I've written, I love creating chat GBT prompts And so I definitely, um, you know, I know how to use parameters and everything like that. But I actually, I learned how to do it from Twitter. Um, You know, after, in the initial craze of AI and ChatGBT, so many people took the time to really become absolute experts in, 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 AI and prompting and so I just know I've just learned how to how to take prompts from those from the people who really you know spent that time already becoming an expert in prompt engineering and taking them transitioning them to be more about education than about work and using them to really study and so um you know just naming like for example um one of the things to create like a study guide you say like i'm taking this exam craft me a study guide with all major topics that would be covered in this exam and then it will come up with you know uh, the 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 few topics and then you say for every bullet point add a 2 to 2 to 4 sentence summary of the event topic or equation and why it's important and then it'll come up with a huge just like completely already done study guide for you, and you know, then you can ask it to ask me questions about the topic on the study guide mm-hmm. in the style of an AP test or the SAT or mm. a um, UTHS high school credit by examination final exam, and then wait for my responses and tell me if I'm correct or incorrect. And so nice. th- that's like you can you can have it ask you questions in the style of a test. And then, you know, answer, answer the questions in that way. But I think the the, the reason behind using Chat or using AI and learning is to, you know, it, it really gives every single kid their own personalized tutor, their own study buddy, their own study guide creator that just can sit there and help them through every problem. And the thing that is going to uh And the the negative side, the negative parts about AI that it can be used to, you know, write an essay for you. Well, uh, my response to that is that if the kids have a reason why they're writing this essay, if they are, you know, excited about learning this topic and want to test their knowledge, or if they, you know, want to do well on a test and are writing an essay and practice of it, then they will write the essay. Mm -hmm. Kids will use ChatGPT when they don't feel like it's valuable for them to write the essay themselves. And so it's just important for teachers and for parents to show them why they should write the essay and why they should do their own work. Instead of just saying, don't do it because I said so, (laughs) or because ChatGPT is cheating, they're never going to actually understand why. And so, of course, they'll just keep doing it. Yeah. So that's kind of my response to all of the, you
1: know. Well, and don't you Chat think GBT for you personally, TV. if you use ChatGPT for, or AI, whichever, whatever one you use specifically, yeah. but don't you feel like it's making you ask better questions and yes. just be a yes. little bit more in those higher level order thinking skills rather than just, I need to know this information or write, you know, like you said, yeah, write I'm the essay to for be me.
0: Extremely specific about my questions and, you know, about why I'm learning this thing. And you can even, honestly, you can even ask ChatGBT to come up with the why. You know, I, I had it explain what statistical significance is by using Taylor Swift as an example, you know. <laughs> and it's like, it, it's like, you can use it to find your why, and then, you know, to continue studying and to continue asking questions in an advanced, really, you know, sophisticated way.
1: That's awesome. Well, that's great. We appreciate hearing all those pros and cons from you, a teenager yourself, and, and not to be scared about it, you know, just to, to embrace it. It is just going to keep being more prominent. And it's, it's exciting to be on the forefront of learning it and using it right in the here and now. We love it. Can you not tell? (laughs) We're all we're all about it. We're we're trying to come up with our defense on why you should be using it. (laughs) We should not not be using it. (laughs)
0: Love it.
2: (laughs) All right. So before we let you go, Kate, is there any other words of wisdom that you would like to share from a teen's perspective to other teens or parents of teens out there?
0: Of course. So I think the biggest thing for parents and For really, uh, to really understand uh, this alternative education and why you should even care that this is a thing. Um, I think the the biggest gift that my parents have given me by by helping me do this alternative education is they've given me back time. I'm not stuck in a classroom for eight hours every single day learning, learning concepts and learning things that could be learned in two. I'm given six hours after, after I finish my academics every single day to explore and see what I really can do, what I'm capable of. I, I would not be able to write a newsletter I write a high quality newsletter. I wouldn't be able to tweet. I wouldn't be able to be on a podcast. I wouldn't be able to do <laughs> any of the really cool things that I'm doing. Right. If I was in a classroom all day. And so my parents have given me back time and that's what I think is the most incredible thing and why this is something that is important.
1: That's well said. One last question. I I promise this will be it. What are you thinking about (laughs) doing next year when you're finished with Alpha and your senior year and you graduate from high school?
0: Yeah. So I want to go to college abroad. I love traveling. And so I feel like going to college in a different country will just be the most amazing experience for, for me and to really, you know, uh, just have that really incredible experience.
1: Nice. Well, good luck to you, Kate. Thank you so much for being on here today.
0: Of course. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
2: So my big takeaway, I feel like from Kate, who was amazing, is that our education system is broken. It's so interesting, Jill, because, you know, she mentioned the nine level, grade level gap that we see in classrooms mm-hmm. these days mm-hmm. since COVID. And I mean, we feel that. We feel mm-hmm. that on a on an everyday basis as educators. But how can we change our education system in schools where we're at, where we're at to help you know, the lowest of the low or the highest of the high and all those kids in between.
1: And we can't change our school completely in terms of, you know, the structure of our day or things like that. We've got to work with what we what we have. So can we take away the idea of using some of these apps? Can we use AI in our classrooms to help our kids find their passion and work on perhaps a masterpiece like she was describing that's really that passion project that kind of fa- falls along in the what she calls dealt. I know she didn't mention this, but I've read about how it's a, a dealt desirable, internal love, and it actually is going to take a lot of time. So it's kind of like that senior capstone kind of idea. Can these kids find a project that they want to devote a huge amount of time, whether it is a quarter, it a semester, this a whole school year.
2: And maybe it does tie into a class or an AP class that they would normally take in high school. Like yeah. maybe it does have to do with some sort of history or maybe it has to do with yeah. I don't know, writing like she's doing an English yeah. project.
1: Which is really that integrated kind of theme or yeah. integrate all of the different subjects in order to be super successful in that external piece. The E stands for external. And it really is about things that are so far-fetching for for a student at that, that age level. So it's almost like an impossible thing that people wouldn't really think of a high schooler to do. So I, it makes me think of what we're doing in our classroom with our third graders this year. Um, right now in the unit we're in, they are making these structures and using tools and build you know building with all kinds of different materials and they're they're saying to us we've never been able to use these kind of crafting tools or we don't do this very often and to hear them say wow this is like what high schoolers do and when you and I have talked about how we want to show them the competitions that high schoolers and college students do when they are building those bridge competitions or the engineering competitions and and for them to feel like, yeah, I am doing something that older kids are doing. Yeah.
2: And learning about scale ratios.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And all kinds of high level geometry right. and they things like that. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, it, it's just incredible to see when you really hand off the idea of find your passion work on something that is really interesting and curious and real world related, how much these kids just bite into that, grab a hold of that. And they just want to like consume their time and spend all their time. And when our alarm goes off, the kids are like, no, we don't want to go. We're still working on this. But I do think it's what she's saying. You know, how can we get these kids to learn at more of their own pace? How can we get them to be more on an individual learning path and hit those goals and be able to learn about some of those things that they are just super curious about. Yep. They
2: need they need that why. They need the why. They need the why behind yeah. what they're learning and how can they connect it to things that they do find interest in. And I, I know, speaking from a classroom teacher, that's hard. That's hard to do with everything, right? right?
1: And all of our state standards right. and so forth.
2: But what can we change in our education system to make that more applicable? Right.
1: Well, I can't wait to see how we might test out some AI with our third graders. Yeah. (laughs) See what it does. All right. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Thanks, everyone, for listening to another Adventures in Being Gifted episode please make sure you subscribe and review us wherever you listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. And
2: don't forget to follow us on Twitter at being gifted pod and join us again next time for more adventures and being gifted.